I'm Ed Gross, and you're listening to CloserWeekly.com's classic TV and film podcast, where we celebrate the golden age of television and movies, then and now. We're heading back to school to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Room 222, the 1969-74 ABC dramedy that was part of the network's Friday lineup. That lineup included, in order, The Brady Bunch, The Partridge Family, Room 222, of course, The Odd Couple, and Love American Style. They don't make them like that anymore. Room 222 is set at the fictional Walt Whitman High School in L.A., which stands out because of the racial diversity of the faculty and students at a time when TV was just beginning to deal with such things. And serving as our host for this little trip back to the classroom is actress Karen Valentine. She starred in the show as student teacher, eventually promoted to English teacher, Alice Johnson. As she points out herself, she was oftentimes the comic relief on the show, though there was nothing funny about the fact that she won the Emmy Award for what was her first role. As we discovered, she still looks back fondly at those high school days. When you hear Room 222, I wonder, what, what comes into your mind? First thing that comes into your mind when you hear Room 222. Well, you know, Room 222 just started so many things for me, and it was the most amazing way to enter the business. Uh, uh, it was top-notch all the way. The creators, Jim, Jim Brooks, uh, Gene Reynolds directing, then Larry Gelbart came on board, you know, uh, it was just a, an amazing combination of people. It was like the stars aligned, the cast, uh, the kids, uh, everything. It just all felt so right. I can remember going, uh, I went on an audition and, uh, I met the ca- casting director at 20th Century Fox. And, um, when, uh, I walked in and he, he didn't even look up from his paper. He said, uh, how tall are you? How, what are your color, color of your eyes? Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, okay, thank you very much. And I was dismissed. And so I thought, well, I don't think that went so well. And then six months later, I got a call from my agent and says, you have a call back. And I said, I, I have, oh, for what? And, and he said, room 222. I went out and I met with Jean and uh, Terry Becker, who was uh, an associate producer on the show. And uh, I had my audition with with Jean, and it just was. It's, when I got the script, because it was a cold reading, and when I got the script, I went, "Oh my God, this is really good. This is this is fun. This is this is today." You know, it it felt so right. And then I screen tested for it, and when it all came together, and I can remember when we did the pilot, everything just seemed to flow together with it. It just seems like the right time and the right place and, and everything. And working with all those people, first time out, to have that kind of an experience, I mean, it just brings back the fondest and the best memories, uh, of, uh, you know, in the world to me. It was a great, great experience and a, and a, and a nice run, you know, the whole, it was, it was four and a half years. And um, it was, you know, the, 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 the school being integrated and all the things that we addressed on that show, yet with a, a touch that had humor. So, and, and it related to kids, I think, in many different ways. The stories all related to things kids were going through. I still get fan mail about the show and, and how it affected people and, yeah. and how they remember it fondly, you know. So that, it was just this, the greatest experience in the whole world. It couldn't have been better. But it was, for its time, it was a very different show, wasn't it? Or am I misremembering yeah. TV history? No, 
You're right. You're right. What the other show was Julia. Do you right. remember? Yes, with uh, Diane Carroll. Yep. And and there was it was it was difficult. I think getting it getting it when I'm saying everything was hunky dory. I think for the for for Gene Reynolds and for the producers and the writers, it was tough because the networks weren't the 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 network wasn't so keen about it they they you know networks you know want numbers and and everything and and it took time for it to grow and gene reynolds fought a lot to get a they had a laugh track on it at one point and gene reynolds fought to get that laugh track on he said people will know when to laugh that these aren't uh, you know set them up jokes it's 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 humor it's it's character it comes out of the situation and um and so he fought for that, and I thought that was the best thing that happened, uh, you know, for the show. And all of the writers that wrote for the show had to go sit in the classroom for before they could even submit a, a storyline or or a, or a, 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 a script. And so the research was done. So the writers were actually going to classes, being in the school, touring the schools. So they were in the in the milieu of what was what was going on in those days. Uh, the shows we did, we did shows about Vietnam. We did shows about teenage pregnancy. Uh, you know, kids that wanted to drop out of school, kids trying to make something happen, and uh, you know, and and trying to get kids to study more, making giving them money. You know, making up like dollars they would get certain perks. And you know, trying different things like that. It was it was it was amazing, innovative show that way. And I thought it really spoke to students. And and I remember teachers uh, loving the show. Uh, and and we would get those kind of kind of response and and, and reviews and, and things like that. It was uh, it was very successful in that in that sense, you know. I also remember an episode, and again, who knows? My memory could be jarred, but but but. There was didn't one of the students die of leukemia or something in one of the storylines, or am I misremembering that? I, I don't remember that. You know, it, it, it's like my my character was kind of the comic relief in, right. in many times in the show, and so there were shows that I wasn't in. I was involved in every show, but on a different level. Sure. Sometimes, you know, and I, that I don't particularly doesn't come to mind. But uh, you know, we had. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, actors come through before they were they were recognizable and stars and everything. Yeah, and we had like Aretha Franklin did our show, and uh, Nancy Wilson did the show. Rob Reiner, uh, Richard Dreyfuss. Uh, you know, it's a it's a long list of of uh, wonderful actors that 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 just starting out their careers coming through. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and it was yeah. one of the. It was one of the first dramedies of TV, too, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah, it had its humor because, like Gene said, oh, they'll know when to laugh. But yeah, but there was there was definitely a serious undertone to those half hours as well. Yeah, it was like a it was a dramedy. You know, they they kind yeah. of called it a dramedy in those days, and um, it did. It had a but it had it had a light touch, so it wasn't preachy. You know, it it uh, it had its light moments and it had its serious moments. It. It, it ran the gamut, and and uh, I think that's why it was such a good show. Yeah. It was a well-written show, you know? You never felt like you were saying lines that were, were kind of, you know, didn't work. And, and we, we I, I love the, the way we work, the way 
Jean uh, had set it up is we would have a read through uh, in the morning and and it took us uh, I guess we did seven days a seven day shoot on it because we shot we were on film and uh, we would do a, a, a table reading and everybody would kind of give their opinion and say well you know maybe this could be a little more that or and they and the writers would go go away and we would have another reading later in the day and then we would block it. So it was sort of like rehearsing a play in a way, and we would go from set to set and do the do the scenes. And then the, on the second day of uh, this a particular show, we would then film. So we we kind of knew what we were doing, you know, uh, at the get go from just from those table reads. It was very beneficial to, oh, to sure. making the show work. Yeah. You know, I know there's been, you know, Bill Cosby on I Spy and Diane Carroll and, and Julia, as we mentioned, and Bill Cosby on the Bill Cosby show back then. Uh, yeah. Was it a big deal uh, in 1969 then at that point that Lloyd Haynes was the lead of this show? No, I think it was, I think it was a, uh, you know, a, uh, it was, it was groundbreaking. I think it was really groundbreaking. It it didn't happen often. Mm-hmm. It, I, I mean, you can, you can count them and I can count them on one hand. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it was groundbreaking that, 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 uh, that, that was the, that was the casting and, 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 and having, uh, a black, uh, uh, man and woman, uh, uh, they were, they were, they were, uh, they were love interests, right. you know, on, on this stuff. And so that was involved in it too. And, uh, Lloyd and Michael Constantine were great friends off camera. They knew each other oh, okay. and, and so they brought to this chemistry between them that was just absolutely dynamite. You know, Michael's is a fantastic actor. And, and uh, uh, I learned so much doing that show. I have to tell you, it was, really? it was, you know, first show for me and, and, and it couldn't have been uh, a better, you know, being better company. It, uh, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. You know, I, it's funny. I, I recently co-wrote a book on the TV show Battlestar Galactica, the remake of it. And uh-huh. James almost at the beginning of that show said to the young cast, you better enjoy this because the material is amazing and you're never going to be this spoiled again for the rest of your careers. Yeah. And I spoke to them like 10 years later for the book and they were like, yep, he was right. It's it's like that. So <laughs> that first experience. So for you, yeah. was that first experience Spoiling in a sense, because I mean, because sure. it was such talent involved with that show. Yes, it it was. It was. It was. It 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 sets the bar really high. So when other things come to you, you think, "What is this?" You know. Okay. Wow. It it, it was it was different. You know. And and uh, I I I was fortunate that I did get material that was that was pretty fun and, uh, you know, and, 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 and well done. Uh, I, I, I was fortunate that way, but to start off for your first thing, to have something that was so special and groundbreaking and, and, and you feel, and you, and you felt it, I don't know, it just like it, it meant something. It, it yeah. was affecting people. It was, it was getting through to people. It, it meant something to them, you know? Absolutely. It was, and 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 being entertaining at the same time, which you don't get a lot, a lot, a lot of times to have to have it all together like that. No, very rarely, in fact. Yeah. Uh, and for you to you know have won an Emmy award in that first year, that must have been yeah. pretty amazing to you. 
I would imagine. Oh, it was it was well, kind of mind blowing, you yeah. know, to uh, to to have that happen so soon, so quickly, and 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 to to be at the award show and and uh, and see, uh, you know, Carol Burnett to meet Carol Burnett and saying, well, congratulations for this. Now, you know, it, it was like, it was like, thank you, <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that Carol Burnett would know me. You know, I remember I was taking the uh, uh, singing lessons at the time and I went to my singing class and um, also taking singing lessons was Gary, Pe- uh, Gregory Peck. Really? And he was really, and he was, he was, I think he was doing something like Man of La Mancha. He was, he was out uh, doing uh, theater and he was doing Man of La Mancha. So he was taking vocal uh, lessons. And when he, he, he walked up, I was at the, at the, the, the teacher's piano and we were, you know, doing whatever we were doing and, and up he walked and he saw me through the window and, and, and he, you know, went, he kind of mimed like, you did it. You know, and I went, Oh my God, wow. Gregory Peck, yeah. you know, I mean, I, and, and, and then, you know, I had the fortune to meet these stars and talented people uh, from, from the get go. It was like, then I was asked to do Hollywood squares where I met everyone from Tody Fields to Ethel Merman, you know, uh, it, it, you know, it was like, it was like, I'm in the company of people that were so terrific and it's like uh uh it's a, it's a, it's it's just it's such a fabulous experience you know oh yeah yeah it, it didn't from what i was reading this morning uh, supposedly you and paul lynn had a lot of back and forth it's not not in a bad way but i yeah. mean that you two had a lot of oh yeah oh, okay. no we were good friends we yeah. were very good friends and and in, in he and I, and, and that's how I think uh, uh, Hollywood Squares happened. He and I did a TV movie called Gidget Grows Up, right. which is which is impossible, you know. So, what, for Gidget but, to grow up? Yes. <laughs> Gidget, Gidget can't grow she up. Can't grow. You know? That's and, and anyway, but we, we were in it together and I and I just fell in love with him when I when I first met him and he made me laugh so much. And uh, and then Hollywood Squares came along. And, uh, and then a lot of times I was seated next to him, you know, and he was one of the funniest man on, you know, men on the face of the earth. And we became good friends and, and I, I just adored him. He was, he was terrific. Really you, funny man. The amazing thing about Paul Lynn is if you think about the TV show Bewitched, it felt like he was a, a regular on the show and he only appeared in like, I think it was 16 or 23 episodes and that was it. Isn't that something? But you think he was—he 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 was a, he was a, he was a regular, yep. uh, you know, constantly there. Yes, with that character that you know. He did. He's <laughs> great. Wonderful. So great. wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. You know. uh, was Hollywood yeah. Squares fun? I mean, I'm going off on a tangent here. From from, I'll go okay. back to 22. Yes. Was it a fun it, show? It was. It was a very fun show. It was. Um, we would film five in a day, and uh, we would have dinner between the the third and and fourth show and there was wine between you know between shows there and so the the third the 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 thursday show was always a rowdy you know everybody was a little a little lit mm-hmm. you know and uh but people like vincent price you know wally cox char you know charlie weaver and and then people that would come through, like like I said, uh, Ethel Merman. I remember Ethel Merman and I shared a dressing room, and uh, she was 
she's actually nervous. And she, she, she was like, she, and, and, and she just was fidgety and, and everything. And, 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 and I said, well, you're going to have some fun. She said, Oh honey, I don't think so. And I said, why? She said, well, there's no script. <laughs> <laughs> she was, you know, waiting she, when she, when, when Ethel, you know, when the show was frozen, Ethel just flew. Right. But when you're, you know, playing off the, you know, off the cuff, it was a different experience for her. She was still great on the show and it was wonderful working with her and, and all, or next to her, I say it's not with, but uh, you know, any, and Rosemary, I mean, these were, you know, vet, I mean, Rosemary had, you know, worked from when she was what, three years old right. and, 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 and Roe and I went out and we did summer stock together. And, you know, that was always a wonderful thing that happened with, with room 222 and all. When we, would break uh, when and I would get uh, be asked to do guest shots on on different shows, right. and the show would actually work around you know work the schedule so I could go off and do something, and and then when we would break for the summer, I would go off and do theater. I would go to John Kenley Players, which was a staple in those days. Uh, there were it was Flint, Michigan, Warren. Um, uh, 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 Dayton, Ohio, and you you do a show in in all all of those those towns. So six weeks you'd be uh, on the on from town to town in Ohio because he ran all those theaters. And um, so I, I and, and and when I went off, I would work with Donna Michi, John Saxon. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, I worked with um, Ed Asner. Uh, we did Born Yesterday together. Uh, you know, doing and being on the stage, and and that was an incredible, uh, incredible gift to 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 have that uh, open up to me. And uh, so the show opened up so many things, you know, and 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 winning the Emmy opened up a lot of things. Television movies and a couple of Disney movies I did, and you know, stuff like that. It it uh, it opened doors and. Uh, it was uh, it was it was wonderful. Now, did you did you sort of seek out like material like Room Two Twenty Two in the sense of not copying it, but that kind of quality material? Because that's hard to come by. Well, you you know, in those days things would come to me, and uh, uh, and there were there were there were things that were better than others, uh, and 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 as an actress, you want to work, you sure, know. Of course. So you, uh, but I was able to you know, sort of run the gamut uh, uh, with doing theater and and also doing uh, doing the television stuff, but like um, Love American Style, which was, you know, I did like three or four of those with um, Tony Dow and uh, uh, Davey, uh, 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 you know, the monkeys. Oh, Davey, Davey Jones. Uh, Jones and uh, Ruta Lee. Uh, oh my God. Uh, it, 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 you know, and we, I did like, I don't know, I think three or four of those John Davidson and I did one. Right. Um, and so, you know, it was, uh, it was just, it was a lot of work and, 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 uh, a lot of material and, and, and it was just, it was all, it was all terrific, <laughs> really terrific. And that's another show celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Love American. Style. Yeah. I know. You know. Yeah. That was a that was yeah. another show that really was appealed to people for a number of years. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Fun. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know your road to uh, to um, room two twenty two. It's funny. I, you know, I just again I did some research this morning. 
And I don't even know what this one is called, what this one is. But it says here that you were the dream girl of 1967. What is the dream yeah, girl of I, 1967? It was, it, was, it was a show that I barely remember doing. It was, I think it was Chuck Barris. Was yeah. it a Chuck Barris show? It was. And yeah. be, because I had done the dating game. You know, I was one of the girls that, you know, it, it interviews the three bachelors and you go on the date. Right. You know, I had done right. that. And, 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 and I guess that was like a, it was like, I was a, like a hostess of sorts. I had like a kind of a walk on thing to do. They liked me enough that they brought me in to do that. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I don't, I, I, I barely remember it because when I saw it on like Wikipedia or somewhere or, or in, or uh, IMDB, I, I went, Street girls. I, I think someone made a mistake on this one. It, but, because I, bar- I barely remember it. I, right. I barely remember right. it. I really don't. But you know, when I I started out when I was sixteen years old, I did the Ed Sullivan Show. Really? I, really? I don't know if you saw that. No, but, I didn't. No. Well, I was in uh, the the um, Miss Teenage America contest, right? And right. I represented my local town of Santa Rosa, California, and. Uh, went to Dallas representing Santa Rosa, and um, I won during the week. You know, you 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 perform, you 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 you're interviewed, and uh, you do all those things that you do. And um, uh, I and it was and when it aired, we did a show just like the the Miss America or the Miss California. It all lead up to the Miss America. Um, I, I did a, a pantomime to Edie Gourmet's Blame It on the Bossa Nova. Mm. And it went over really, really well. And they gave me the a talent award, which they presented to me live on air, which I was not expecting. Right. And right. in those days, there were talent agents. And so the talent agent from CBS was there. And he's backstage. He said to me, you're going to get a very big surprise. So don't be shocked. You're going to get a very big surprise tonight. And I went, really? And then, boom, we were we were pushed out on stage doing our, you know, waving flags or whatever our, our number was and, and everything. And uh, so in the middle of the show, Bud Collier was the host. And um, he stopped the show and said, we have received a note from Ed Sullivan, who was watching the show. And he wants me to announce that she will appear on the uh, Ed Sullivan show two weeks from tonight. And, and the crowd went crazy. All the girls, you know, uh, jumped on me and, and loved, you know, hugged me. And it was like the biggest shock in the whole world. And two weeks later, lo and behold, we went to, flew to New York. I was on his show. I did the same number um, that, and, uh, and, and, and then he liked me enough. He invited me back. Really? And the next, yeah, and I went like, and this was all like around the time of the Beatles and all of that, and uh, uh, so anyway, and so I did a show a second time. So that was my first burst onto you know uh, the uh, into into showbiz was Ed Sullivan. So now people don't really long- know Ed Sullivan anymore. I mean, a lot of people, especially no. you know this generation, sadly. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, a, if it's not, you know, if they weren't alive when, uh, when it was existed, then it didn't exist as far as they're concerned. Uh, but for yeah. you being on Ed Sullivan, how big a deal was that? Huge. Absolutely huge. I mean, the headliner on the show was, uh, Harry Belafonte. Wow. And, um, and, and that was the second time I did the show. 
so Harry Belafonte is the is the star. He had like twenty minutes of the show, right. and so um, this time they when they asked him back, they said, "Well, can you sing a song instead of pantomiming?" Because the first time I I did a pantomime to Edie Gourmet's "Blame It on the Bossa Nova" right. with a, 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 a dance that I had created in uh, at home in my dad's hatchery. We had I was, I was born I raised on a chicken farm and okay. we had a hatchery and so the hatchery uh, he he my my dad and his his brother uh, owned it together and they were they ran it together and then there was a time when the, the hatchery they they quit uh, doing the hatchery so I took the hatchery over as my dance studio and I had a, a mirror but it was like a dressing mirror I didn't have like a ballet you know right. full wall or anything so I created this. I choreographed this dance, and, and I used this dance to enter the Miss Teenage Santa Rosa contest. And, of course, I did the number again on the national, you know, in Dallas for the Miss Teenage America contest. So it was very chicken-like because I guess you know what you do, I'm, you know, and, and it, was, it was very up and down and no, a lot of side mo- movements because I had this little mirror. I could, right. you know, right. And here I'm doing this on my own. I hadn't, I'd, I'd taken maybe a few dance, you know, local dance classes and stuff like that. And, and, but I was creating this all on my own. So when I went to do Ed Sullivan, they put, the choreographer with me to and and dancers to give me an intro right and i wasn't a trained dancer and so they were like half teaching me how to dance and 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 surrounding me and so when i was invited back the second time they wanted to surround me with dancers and give me an, an intro again and i was doing you can't get a man with a gun and i had never sang with an orchestra i mean i had my little my little uh, recorder that I did with songs that were already recorded, right? And and I mined them. And but now I so I took some singing lessons and and learned the song and and everything. And and so I'm in. This is the dress rehearsal. So we start and, and they, I've got the dancers and uh, the the band strikes up, the orchestra strikes up and the rum bum 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 and my first note is, oh, my mother. And I couldn't find my first note. Oh, no. And it was an oh, 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 oh. And I'm going on and on and on. And I, I said, I'm sorry. And I stopped the whole blow. And everything came to a grinding halt. And there was this total silence. My parents are in the audience there for this dress rehearsal. So there were a scattering of people and, and all checking lighting and, and, and whatever. Right. And and I was so embarrassed. And so out comes uh, Ray Block. And uh, he says, you have a problem? And I said, yes, I can't find my note. He says, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Listen for the violins. I said, thank you. <laughs> the violins, okay. I listen for the violins. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And I'm so embarrassed. Oh, God, oh, God, I hope I can hear the violins. And so th- th- we start over. And out I come. I hear the violins and I got it and went through it and everything. So then after, after I finished, it all went smooth. I went down into the, into the audience. I sat next to my mom and dad and I was like, Petra, I said, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. And this is live tonight, you know? And what if I can't find my note tonight? And all of a sudden, Harry Belafonte comes walking down the aisle and he sits next to me and he said, are you nervous? I said, Oh, Am I nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous. And he said, 
we're all nervous. And the Kessler twins, they were German twins. They were dancing. They were, they were like showgirls and they were doing, they were, they were doing their uh, dress rehearsal. Right. And he said, you see them? They're, they're nervous. I said, well, they don't look nervous to me. He said, well, they are, believe me. And so Harry Belafonte's kindness and all was like very uplifting and, you know, helped build some confidence, you know, <laughs> but it was still so nerve wracking. And so it, then everybody broke and, and went out to dinner and I just stayed in my little dressing room and I, and I, you know, I just kept trying to find that note. <laughs> you know, try to, to find that note and now I and, and so it's getting close to showtime and I go out and I'm sitting backstage but there's this staircase that goes up and down you know because there were dressing rooms on each floor and I was on a very high floor and and but I so I was sitting next to the stage entrance the stage door and uh, like in the middle of the stairs and the stage door opens and it's the same time the dressing room above me uh, where I'm sitting opens and Barbara Streisand walks through the door and Ed Sullivan steps out of his dressing room. They see each other and it's Ed, Barbara, Ed, Barbara, Ed, Barbara. <laughs> and they go rushing to each other. I'm caught in the middle while they're hugging and I'm caught in Barbara Streisand's mink. She has Elliot Gould on her arm. And it was like, what a beautiful coat. She says, you want to wear it, darling? And I said, sure. No, I let her have it because she was going to sit in the audience because they were, you remember how, I don't know if you remember this, but they would introduce people that were on Broadway. They would stand and introduce them from the audience. And oh, it was yeah. like a thrill for the whole audience because the audience was filled with tourists and, oh my God, a star in the audience and and everything. And so, Anyway, they, they, she was escorted to her seat and, and Ed, you know, got ready to do his thing. And then Harry Belafonte came out of his dressing room and he started vocalizing and he kneels down in front of me and, and holds my hand. And he said, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Hold my hand and give me strength. And, and I'm just like overwhelmed and, you know, and giggling like, a, you know, a schoolgirl that I was. And, and, and that was it. And so, you know, this was like an introduction this was my introduction to showbiz you know like wow <laughs> everything's so, this massive introduction for you seriously this is amazing <laughs> true true it was a, it, it was overwhelming and a, and, and a lot right away you know off the top it was really really exciting very exciting is it the thing that sort of, I don't know if you were planning on trying to be an actress before that, but was this experience part of what sort of fueled you to say, Hey, I'm doing this. Yes. Oh yes. Well, I always wanted to perform. I was always in talent shows at school. You know, when I was a little kid, I was my, my, my poor parents, you know, we'd go visit their friends and their friends had kids and I would constantly organize uh, a show, something, right. you know, and, and the kids, would would get nervous and and shy and they'd bail out and I said that's okay I can do the whole show <laughs> and I would fall apart you know so it was always a dream you know and something I loved doing and 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 that's because when I entered uh, the um, uh, the the contest I thought well this is you know a way to maybe you know get started and uh, and boom I got started and that talent agent that I mentioned earlier he wanted me to move to New York and put me in professional school. 
And here I was, 16 years old, from the chicken farm, and there was no way I was ready to go on my own, and there was no way my family could pick up and move to New York. So I waited, uh, what, two, three years, you know, until I graduated um, uh, high school, uh, two years, and, and, uh, and then I moved to Los Angeles, and, um, and Dick Cantino was on one of the shows that I did, and his manager gave me his card. So my, my parents and I went down and met with him. We called him and, and met with him for advice and, and everything. And his advice was get out of show business. Don't, don't do it. It's no really? good. <laughs> no, he, it was, it was terrible. And I said, well, I thank you. And okay. And I, but I'm going to try it anyway. <laughs> you know? right. so, and so it took, it was about three years of kicking around auditioning and, and things. And then, then, then that's when room 222 happened. And, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I worked in, in a bar. I worked, in, you know, uh, and it was a pool, it was a pool hall and, uh, made sandwiches and served beer. And, and I played pool with the customers and I was a telephone operator, telephone operator, uh, for a while. Right. And I worked in a, in a business where I wrapped, he it was be, right. It was, these were the, the, the parts that would encompass like, uh, uh, machinery like computers before computers were really computers. It was like the beginning of computers. It did it. It just encased them on. I I was in shipping and I would wrap all these things and ship them off. Wow. So that's how I supported myself those 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 three years. And and then room two twenty two came along. So so it was a it was a wild ride. Oh yeah. It's also sweet, you know, an innocent time. It was sweet. It was yeah. wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. A couple of questions on that journey. One is Ed Sullivan. Man, I always looked at Ed Sullivan. I don't care if he smiled when he introduced the Beatles. He seemed very intimidating to me. Was he intimidating in person? Yeah. Well, you know, he, he, he was, I think it was his, his expression. You know, he was a newspaper man. Yeah. He wasn't really a personality, you know, a, a, a host. But uh, he was so kind to me. He like um, he he introduced me. He he brought me over after my number. He introduced me. And he said, and he, first when he introduced me, he said, "We have a youngster from Sebastopol, California, <laughs> the town of Sebastopol." But anyway, it, it was it, you know the town went wild. You know that, that we got we got noticed, and 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 uh, and he invited me back, and he was personable with me. You know, very very sweet to me, and. Uh, it sounds like a big old Pollyanna story, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's nice to hear that instead of somebody you know, who had like a tragic upbringing and all this stuff. So, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I had the best family. I lived on a farm. Yeah. It, you know, it was all so good. It was all good. Yeah. <laughs> really good. How, yeah. was, how was the experience of the dating game, too? I'm always curious about that. You know, even as a kid, when I'd watch episodes of that, I always wondered kind of what that must be like to be up there doing that. Well, it was fine doing it. It was having to go on the date that was awful. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because the guy thought that this was really going to be a date, right? Even though, you know, you, I didn't, we didn't, it, the dating game got more serious later. Like they, they would take trips. I, I only got to go to like the ambassador hotel right. and to see a show. But the, the guy uh, thought it was like, you know, we're going to make out in the, in the limo. And it was like, this is a first date. Right. <laughs> you know, right. He thought it was going all the way on a first date. It was going, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This yeah. was like, that was the bad part of it. That yeah. was ridiculous. <laughs> I, always, that, but, I always wondered but, that. Yeah. Because the guys often it, it was, time seems sleazy. <laughs> it was, it was, 
crazy. It was crazy. You go to dinner uh, and, and then and then go and then go to a show, you know, and, and that's that's the, the, the prize that that I that I won. And uh, so but but the guy thought was, it was, it was this was serious. You know, this was like and I thought, are you kidding? That was I, I, I wanted to get out of going on the date. I said, well, I don't need to go on the date. Save the money. You know, no. who needs to go on the date? <laughs> Save the money. <laughs> Let me let me let me do another show. I'd like to do another day to day. And I think maybe that's how Dream Girls happened at some point. Okay. It was something like that. I you know maybe that's how Dream Girls happened. I don't know. I just love that though. Save the money. Don't send me on the date. It's okay. <laughs> right. You know, give me another a shot at you know acting or you know being on a show. Yeah. You know. So exactly. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that is funny. Uh, it's silly. You know, now when you we look at a show like Room 222, I'm moving back to that just for a minute. I promise to give you your life back soon. Uh, no, that's okay. okay. I'm having fun. Oh, good. So am I. Thank you for being interested. Absolutely. Absolutely. So was that a show that allowed, I mean, you obviously went from, if my memory serves, a teacher's assistant to a teacher on that show. Did it evolve, uh, involve evolution for the characters? Was there an opportunity for those people to grow over the course of the show? Yes, yes, there was. And like I was a student teacher, they, they, they made me an English teacher and I had my own class. And it was the show that um, for, for my character that uh, I won the Emmy. It was called Alice in Blunderland. <laughs> and it was having to teach all on my own because I was always in the back of the class listening and learning and, and, and observing. And, and then I had to teach a class with uh like Pete Dixon, because he was like my mentor. And so he was, would sit where I sat in the back of the class and, and I would conduct a class. And, uh, and I, and as a student, I didn't have a lot of confidence and, and, and all. And so he thought, well, it's time you do it on your own. So he left the room and the, the room gets out of control. And, and then, and the show was really well written and, uh, and the, the emotional ride that it, that I took, and then coming out on the other end, uh, a little better, but still a way to go yet uh, as a teacher, the the, the learning of the of, of it, and uh, and with each of the, uh, the 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 show gave each person a highlight uh, uh, in in their character. Uh, I remember uh, Michael Constantine, Mr. Kaufman's son comes. He's a he's a comedian. And th- there's like an epidemic, like a flu epidemic, and there's no teachers. And so his son comes to work. And so he's like, he's like, you know, making a lot of laughs. And, and Kaufman has to like say, you got to straighten up. You got to teach this class. Right. And so there was that. There was the, the relationship between Pete and Liz right. that developed and, and uh, their, their romance and, and, and all. Um, uh, there was the whole episode where uh, Denise uh, and her Liz McIntyre, uh, one of her students, kind of has a crush on her, and he buys her he, he buys her he brings her a coat as a gift because she's helping him. She's because she's the counselor, so she's helping him get through. And he brings her a gift, and it's a coat, a very expensive coat, and she thinks that he stole it. And so it, that whole story evolves, and how to handle that. And uh, so there was each each uh, character got their and, and, and the kids too each got their highlight of uh, a show that they were focused on. And uh, so there was there was uh, character development, uh, very much so. Yeah. And yeah. as a, as a team, I think the four of us 
uh, we, we in the teacher's lounge or in the cafeteria, there was always a meeting up discussing what the problem was, getting, you know, four different points of view. Uh, that was always kind of in there, uh, in the mix, too. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Was there any, expl- like, not explanation, but theories for you guys that why, because my understanding is in that fourth season, the ratings kind of took a really big dip, and that's why it ended yeah. mid season. What do you think happened that changed all of a sudden for it to just drop like that? I don't know. Okay. I don't know for <laughs> sure, but I but I but I do think um, you know when the first year when we won Emmys, uh, then it, that was we were that kind of kept us you know in 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 the in play, right. uh, and the, the 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 I think the the critiques uh, the reviews were really good. And and I don't know, uh, you know, Gene had left the show. Um, I, I I really I I really don't know what uh, what it had to be. Was it storylines? Was it you know uh, they didn't carry it long enough to let it let it you know grow again? Uh, enough more publicity? I, I, who knows? Yeah, who knows? It, it, just, it was the fate. Of, unfortunately and sadly, it was the fate of the show that it didn't go you know, the, 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 the rest of the, the fourth year, they, 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 they nipped it in the, in the, um, uh, mid season. Was it a shock to you guys when it got canceled or? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Well, they, they did have the kindness to, to come and tell us before we read it in the papers, because that's how things were, were, uh, cut in those days. You, you just didn't come to work the next right. day you know, said at the end of the day, no, no, no sense in coming to work. Uh, so, but they did have, uh, you know, the wherewithal to give us, give us word that, that it was happening. And, uh, and it was sad because, uh, it, it always is, especially when you, when you feel you have a, have a good product and a good, and a good show, uh, for it to be, for it to be taken away. Absolutely. But, but it was, it, the network made, made the decision to yeah. go different directions and all, whatever, whatever their, their, their phrasing is, you know, it's always the same. We're going in a different direction, yeah. you know, <laughs> But they never yeah. ended the show, right? I mean, like certain shows got endings, but most shows didn't at the yeah. time. They just ended. Yeah. Yeah. This just ended. This just stopped. Yeah. Because it didn't go the full season. Those were the, the in the years where uh, the seasons were like, what? They were like 30, 32 shows? Something like that. Shows. A lot of shows. Yeah, 36 on. shows. Yeah. And you had, uh, we didn't have mid-season replacements then. It was, you were picked up for a run like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. you, you know, we talked about the fact you did Hollywood Squares, you did some other TV stuff. You did a few movies as well. Were movies enjoyable to you, or was that such a different animal to TV? Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was. Uh, it is a different animal for sure. You're you're you do a lot of waiting around, yeah. and then it's a whole technique. Uh, um, you know, I did I did a couple of Disney films. Uh, one of them just was re-released or something. Uh, the North Avenue Irregulars, which had a you know a great cast, uh, and that was crazy crazy to do. All you know, I I, I guess uh, I enjoyed what I, I I really enjoyed. There was a, a a TV movie called Muggable Mary that I really loved doing uh, because it was such a departure. For me, I played a um, New York uh, decoy cop, first female decoy cop. It was a real story, right. and uh, I loved uh, doing doing that movie a lot. Uh, we filmed it in New York. I worked with New York actors, which was really incredible. These people would come on set and day, and, and you know, be on the stage at night, 
and uh, they were all so good. And uh, and it was it was a dramatic part, and uh, so that that was a departure. I did uh, a, 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 a couple of dramatic a, a dramatic things. I remember doing a Starsky and Hutch, and that was like the the forerunner to <clears throat> Fatal Attraction, because I've got a crush on uh, Starsky. Uh, or Hutch is who I had the crush on. Right. And so right. I'm uh, befriending him and showing up where I shouldn't be showing up. And, and, you know, and I become a problem. I mean, uh, and so it's like a fatal attraction thing. So there was, there was that. Uh, so I, I was able to get around and do a, a number of different, different things. And then I always uh, took summers to, uh, to do stage work, to do summer stuff and, and uh, be on stage. And, um, uh, and and I loved uh, the theater a lot. That uh, I really really loved. That seemed to be a thing that really attracted you—the way you were making it sound before the opportunities to act with different people and that yeah. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, one of the big things for me—I know you couldn't tell from this conversation—is covering you know classic TV. That's that's mm-hmm. <laughs> what a shock. Uh, yeah. You know, but there is such what I find is there is such a love for these older shows, you know, that, that just is ongoing. What do you think that is? Why do you think people are so attracted to these old classic TV shows that they, you know, will not let them die? I think it's part of your childhood. Uh, it's something you relate to. I mean, I've, uh, they did a, 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 a Paley, uh, tribute Paley center in uh, Los Angeles did a tribute to, uh, room 222, and uh, we were a panel. It was uh, Michael and, and Denise and myself, uh, uh, Gene Reynolds, uh, 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 Jim Brooks, and uh, a lot of in, in the, And it was packed. The place was just packed. And there were people in the audience who stood up and, 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 and talked about the show and what it meant to them. Uh, and hearing those stories, it's, I think that's part of it. Uh, it's like, how did Ted Turner know that old movies, we're going to be as popular as they are now that, that, that channel is going like gangbusters. Of course you get someone like Robert Osborne, who's such a fan and has such a love of these movies. I mean, I thought he really going to help catapult that, that uh, whole uh, thing, the, 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 the way they, they handle the, the network now, uh, Turner classics, they, they go on these cruises. They have these film festivals. Uh, they bring actors and actresses uh, on board ship to, to to talk about, you know, it's a, there's a nostalgia that you just, uh, there, it's, it's, it attracts you. Every, people like old things, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds them of, of, of good times, of, of wonderful times. Uh, escape uh, from maybe if they were having bad times, it was an escape from those things. So I think maybe that's it. I'll go with that. That works. Okay. <laughs> that that works. works for you. Absolutely. It does. Okay. I'm glad you bought that. Well, that's it. Class is out. Please subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about us. Give us a five-star review. And don't forget to leave an apple on the corner of our desk. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you next time.